Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. Alright, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your host, Michael Boldia. And uh, we're going to do, remember, uh, what was that lady's name? Uh, Sally Jesse Raphael. Every show was a very special show. Today is a very special show. But uh, yeah, uh, the bottom half of the hour, we're going to be answering your questions because Gino keeps hackling me and I don't have the strength to resist anymore. So yes, I will be answering your questions. Whether or not you like the answers I give is wholly up to you. I'm just going to do my part and tell you what I believe, what I know to be true and what the book says. Uh, until we get to that, however, there are certain things that, that we need to discuss, uh, if, if ever briefly. One of those is uh, I did get the package with the hair accessories. Uh, my, my staff talked me into putting one on, and they snapped a photo. I think I know who sent them, so uh, they say, that is my staff, uh, they're willing to trade the photo for obscene amounts of... Uh, Chocolates, candy, chocolates, chocolate treats, chocolate-covered strawberries, brownies, whatever gets your uh, blood sugar to spike is what they're willing to trade the photo for. So just be aware. Uh, I'm passing that on because, you know, I like my people. Uh, if they can get some bonbons, uh, why not? It's better than government cheese. Uh, the second thing that <laughs> I wanted to discuss is... Uh, I think it would make for a very good interaction. Uh, apparently, the administration of one Mr. Robinette Biden uh, invited a man who's pretending to be a girl who thinks that he can get pregnant to the White House uh, for a confab, for a tete-a-tete, if you will. And I'm hoping they film it. Because this guy dresses up in dresses and he has long hair. And I'm waiting for Joe Biden to sniff his hair and go, come on, man, something ain't right. You don't smell like a little girl or something to that effect. I think it would be hilarious. It would be the, the cherry on the icing on the cake of, of the people that these, uh, these string pullers are trying to get elected. But it would be uh, hilarity to no end to, to, to see Joe Biden trying to sniff this guy's hair and go, come on, man, you ain't no girl. It would just be funny. Uh, I know. Uh, to that end, uh, Joe Biden uh, is uh, calling because, you know, he's also a doctor. I mean, Dr. Jill, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Joe, uh, they're all in the same boat. They're, they're, they're all uh, supreme intellectuals, Rhodes Scholars, men of medicine, and women of medicine. Uh, and so uh, they can uh, tell you these things, and you have to take it at face value. Uh, Joe Biden calls for one COVID shot each year as he gets his fifth vaccine shot. Now, I don't know if you've seen this. Another point of hilarity, because levity is key in times such as these. Uh, there, there's a pop singer uh, uh, who uh, rode the coattails of Christendom until she decided that she kissed a girl and she liked it, and then she turned her back on her parents and uh, Christendom itself. Uh, well, now, apparently, uh, her, her software or her hardware is having issues. Uh, there's video of her glitching on stage. Uh, and I remember back in the day there was... Uh, a song called Betty Davis Eyes. I know, I'm, I'm, I'm aging myself. I'm, I'm putting a number on me. I used to hear it in supermarkets. It was big once upon a time because everywhere you'd go, she's got Betty Davis Eyes. I think it's Betty Davis. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, perhaps. But that's the, the, the melody of the song. And I'm waiting for, for Weird Al Yankovic to come out with, uh, you know, Katy Perry eyes. 
So in, instead of Betty Davis, uh, Katy Perry. She's got Katy Perry eyes. And you have like a lineup of women all glitching and trying to open their own eyes with their finger. But hey, it's safe and effective. If it were so, both safe and effective, and if it indeed prevented you from contracting the vids, as they said in the beginning, pray tell why did a uh, judge just uh, order the state of New York to pay two years worth of back pay to people that got fired for not having uh, the vaccine or the clot shot or whatever you want to call it. I know we're not on YouTube anymore, so we can use words. Ah! And yes, I know. No, we're not on YouTube anymore because I don't, I don't care. It's YouTube. All they have on there is men doing makeup tutorials. What, what, stop. But this is, this is zealotry. Do you understand that it's like a religious fervor? They're willing to sacrifice the bottom line. They're willing to lose money. If they can get fully grown men to start putting on eyeliner and lipstick and uh, color coordinating their accessories. So I don't want to deal with it. We have a new platform. You guys are finding it evidently because you're listening to this. If not, this is, this is sort of like uh, Schrodinger's cat. While the cat is in the box, it is both alive and dead. So uh, I'm speaking into a microphone, whether or not you hear it, uh, is, is, is simultaneously probable. I know. What's he talking about? I don't know. I need coffee. Here it is. Hot, black, and smelling of hazelnut. Uh, my, my brother went all out. Uh, he really splurred. So uh, allow me a sip of my delicious beverage. We'll get into a couple more things, and then I will answer Gino's questions. But yeah, uh, what was it? When, when the whole video of uh, Katy Perry uh, der- doing her broken robot thing where she had to peel open her eyelids with her fingers. Uh, my brother <laughs> texted me and goes, tell me you got the clot shot without telling me you got the clot shot. Indeed. Uh, but that's the way it works. Look, right now, there, there's, there's a whole new phenomenon. Uh, remember they had SIDS, uh, sudden infant death syndrome. Uh, now, now they have AIDS. No, it's not AIDS because that would be adult infant death syndrome. They have SADS. I know, it, I, it's amazing that Dr. Fauci uh, was involved with AIDS and with SADS. Uh, but, but SADS is sad, isn't it? Sudden adult death syndrome. Apparently, people are uh, keeling over. Uh, supposedly healthy people, 30-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 40-year-olds that like do marathons and run and are athletic. And I'm sitting there on the sideline at the finish line eating a greasy cheeseburger Drinking a diet Pepsi, because why not? I'm in America. Might as well act like an American. There's a 4,000-calorie cheeseburger, but hey, the, the, the regular Pepsi would have pushed it over the top, if you know what I mean. And these people are dropping like flies. We had to invent a whole new term, adult in, uh, sudden death syndrome. Sads. It's sad. It's not AIDS, but it's sads. Uh, And nobody's asking any questions. We're not allowed to ask any questions. The things that people got deplatformed for a year, a year and a half ago are now being confirmed by by medical professionals. There are doctors that lost their practices, that lost their license, that, that, that were seen as vile and evil. For saying, hey, maybe we should hold back on this until, you know, further testing is possible. All the things they said are now turning out to be true. How is it a conspiracy theory of what the conspiracy theorists said is proven factual? That's a good question, isn't it? But it doesn't matter. Pfizer needs the money. Moderna needs the money because they have to finance uh, electoral campaigns for a certain party. Uh, You know, old people are dispensable because I saw this headline, which is kind of cringy, kind of sad. But you know what? Expected some uh, newspaper. Who was it? 
if I find it, I'll let you know. But a, a newspaper actually came out and said, uh, oh, the Nation magazine laments the need to care for miserable white people. Because, uh, you know, what was it Michael Jackson said? We are the world. Uh, we are the world. Yeah, evidently not. If you're white, you're a miserable white person. And uh, everyone else hates you. And uh, they're, they're very sad they have to take care of you. I don't know who's taking care of who. Uh, because nobody's doing it out of the goodness of their heart. And I've seen some videos uh, with uh, certain individuals beating the stuffing out of the old white people that, you know, uh, des- deserve to, to, to leave this earth with just a little bit of dignity. Let's, let's put it that I don't care what color you are. You could be, you could be purple for all I care. This, this man probably was after the beating he took. But still, uh, it doesn't matter who you are. If you were a productive member of society, uh, you retired, you aged, you grew old, you grew feeble, uh, you, you deserve to exit with some sort of dignity, not getting the snot beat out of you uh, uh, by uh, obese women with hair extensions and seven-inch nails. I'm just going to leave it at that because it angered me. And I, I don't even know if he was like fully white. I think he was uh, part Spanish, Mexican, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's 87 year old and you're beating on him like he was a drum. But hey, yes, it's, uh, you know... It's horrible. It's a horrible thing that you need to take care of miserable white people because uh, they're the only ones that are miserable. I, I, I can't. But look, it's, it's, I, either this comes to a head soon or the world we'll be living in will be so heartless and cold and vile that you'll wonder out loud whether out loud whether you really want to be here anymore. I, I, I think uh, the Amish probably have it right. But that's just, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yes, uh, Mr. Uh, Robinette Biden urged Americans to get their coronavirus vaccine boosters, recommending one additional booster shot per year. Because, you know, Dr. Biden, I guess uh, her doctorate, uh, is extended to him. So Dr. Pepper made Dr. Jill a doctor, and Dr. Jill, in turn, made uh, Dr. Joe a doctor. Meanwhile, uh, people are glitching out. They're getting face paralysis. Who was it before? Uh, Katy Perry. It was Justin Bieber. Do you see him looking like a homeless guy that, that got hit in the head with a lead pipe? That's great. I'm going to go stand in line for my booster and for my original shot. I got, I got to catch up. You just hit me with a triple dose, triple dose. Uh, if you're fully vaccinated, get one more COVID shot. Why not? You know, if you, if you didn't have Bell's palsy the first two, three times, roll the dice again. And if you don't get it this time either, you should probably seek out a casino and play some blackjack. The president got his fifth coronavirus shot. How many times has he had coronavirus? (laughs) How many times has he been diagnosed with it, even though he's up to his fifth shot? And, you know, apparently this thing isn't killing the right people. It's killing vegan joggers that that want to give peace a chance. Mr. Robinette's. Uh, you know, pushing 90 up a hill. And apparently he can, he can take shots every other day and he's still, uh, well, you know, I mean, we're not, we're not going to call him uh, normal, but uh, he's, his deterioration is uh, similar to what it was the last time he got a booster shot. He urged all Americans to keep getting them boosters. Your old vaccine or your previous COVID infection will not give you maximum protection, he said. Actually, and I know this is anathema because I'm going against the science. Well, science has proven that people who got the shot seem to be a magnet for the virus. People with the shot seem to be getting it more often than those without. <gasps> Kelsapri! I know, everybody's shocked and surprised. Maybe we should up the booster dosage. 
he expressed disappointment that more people were not getting their booster shots. Indeed. Well, you know, at this point, at this juncture, everybody knows somebody that's got Bell's palsy or that died of, what, what, what was it? Not AIDS. Uh, SADS. And so uh, they're being a little, you know, eh, cautious. They're like, well, I survived my first two jabs. I'm not going to tempt God and go for a third. Uh, and, and listen, and this is probably the saddest thing of all, because people are already past it. I, people are already going to spend Thanksgiving with family and friends. They already have the peace of mind in noting that uh, they've done their part for everyone's well-being. But listen to this. This just acknowledge the fact that if not for his incompetence and his administration's incompetence, you wouldn't need the five, ten, twenty dollars off your grocery purchase so you can buy Thanksgiving dinner. Because this is now the big. Uh, reveal. This is the offer. This is this is the offer that you can't resist. Remember in the movies, I'm gonna make him an offer he can't resist. He can't refuse it. No sir. Well, apparently this is the, the, the scraping of the bottom of the barrel that we've got to. The president also promoted certain vaccine shots that apparently offer people a coupon just for getting vaccinated. The shot. If you live long enough, that's me adding it. Five, ten, twenty dollars off your drugstore or grocery purchase, he said. So yeah, you, you get the shot, you get the coupon if you live long enough to redeem it. They're probably figuring the numbers and going, eh, you know, most people, what are you going to do? The president asserted that the coronavirus pandemic was still a global health emergency. So starvation. Uh, have you seen this? Nearly one in five Americans skipped meals and didn't buy groceries due to high inflation. Some time ago, I, again, I, I need, I'm not going to hire somebody. It's not that I'm cheap. It's, uh, I don't have Creflo dollar money, and I got to feed my kids. But if someone is willing to go back into the archives, we talked about the Venezuela diet. It was maybe six months ago. And I told you people, The Venezuela diet is coming to America. Now, what the Venezuela diet was is because of inflation and lack of things on the shelves, the average Venezuelan lost like 26 pounds in a year, some more, some less. And I said, you know what? The Venezuela diet's around the corner. This is just the beginning. Nearly one in five Americans skipped meals and didn't buy groceries due to high inflation. Nearly one in five including 28% of Gen Z and 23% of millennials, according to a recent survey. 17% of respondents said they were receiving food items from a food bank, including 22% of millennials, while 17 said they have stopped buying healthier food options. 18% said they had skipped meals or did not buy groceries. How long before the food banks run out of food? Huh? What then? Back to what Uncle Mikey told you a few months ago. Right now you're in a season of crimes of opportunity. Soon, there will be crimes of necessity. Whole new ball game, a lot more violent, a lot more bloody. Just so you know. Beyond facing food insecurity, the same survey also found that high inflation is forcing Americans to delay certain healthcare expenses. 14% of Americans have canceled or postponed plans to see a healthcare specialist. 10% have delayed taking prescribed medication and 11% stalled receiving a yearly physical. As the price of healthcare and basic necessities continues to reach record highs, Americans have been forced to make tough decisions that sacrifice their health and well-being. Well, after sitting in your basement for two years and snacking on Cheetos and uh, chicharrones, uh, I, I'd recommend skipping the physical too. But why were we in our basements to begin with? Oh yeah, we were mandated. We were mandated. 
to stay at home and watch the world crumble. Huh? So, yeah, uh, another, and I read this because I have kids, and it was important to me. Uh, illiteracy, or literacy, uh, depending on how you look at it. A lot more kids are illiterate today than they were three years ago, and less kids are literate than they were three years ago, which, which is scary. And I've told you, and uh, I, I wrote a letter to my kids' school about it. Well, you people need to stop because you're going to raise a generation of idiots. And I understand that that's what the Democrat Party wants. But if you're raising an entire generation of idiots, nobody is going to know how to push the button to turn on your power. So, you know, eh, it's a trade-off, isn't it? I know, and and we're only going to have 30 minutes of me just talking before we have to answer the questions that Gino has amassed. He spent days and nights barely sleeping just amassing these questions. So uh, they they are uh, sure to be doozies, as they used to say back in the 60s. Uh, 30-year mortgage. And... Just American prophetic. Oh, we haven't seen the end of interest rate hikes, okay? You can't because prices are still rising for common goods. So they're going to they're gonna throw another one or maybe two interest rate hikes into this thing, even though a 30-year mortgage rate rises above 7%. It's the highest since 2001. The 30-year fixed mortgage rate reached 7.16%, according to the Mortgage Bankers Association. Indeed, some very reputable reputable folks. Uh, As rates increase, mortgage applications have decreased. No kidding. What was it? Home sales are down 10% month over month. Somebody, I, I don't know who. I know I heard it mentioned. I may have just been hearing myself speak, but someone mentioned that the real estate bubble is about to go kaploosh. Uh, Well, here we are, and uh, the real estate bubble is about to go kaploosh. And what you need to factor in, uh, it's not far away, what, uh, 15 days maybe? They're trying to keep this thing together with rubber bands and, 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 and crazy glue until after the midterms. Their only interest is, is dragging this, this stinking, decaying, uh, maggot-infested corpse across the finish line on November 8th. Even, l- l- listen to this. I, how can people still believe anything that comes out of their mouth? Uh, the, the new press secretary, she's not new anymore, but she's, you know what? I find it sad and tragic to say that I miss Jen Psaki because she was no light bulb either. She was dumb as a bag of rocks, but at least she had her one line well established and repeated it often. Let me circle back, circle back, circle back. Uh, Jean-Pierre, for all her lesbianism, apparently hasn't learned, let me circle back. And so the things that come out of her mouth are utterly foolish. Listen to this uh, nugget. The Inflation Reduction Act doesn't help until next year, she said. Right now, we're just showing that we're listening. This is the White House press secretary. On Wednesday's broadcast of CNN's Situation Room, well, the situation is CNN's going broke. Couldn't happen to nicer people. But hey, if you think Fox is your friend, you're, you're mistaken too. You have to understand that if you are a working Joe, if you are a person that has a nine-to-five that pays their taxes, that goes to church, that lives a quote unquote, and yes, I'm doing the air quote, somebody should come and just hit my fingers with a ruler, normal life, you have no friends in the media. 
Fox is just as bad as CNN. They've proven it. So the all of Fox, and now there are a couple of people on Fox that I enjoy watching, uh, just for the snickers of it. Uh, you know, uh, who is it? Tucker Carlson being one of them. But I don't, I don't think he's long for the network, and I don't think he's long for television, because everybody that these people see as a threat, everybody that, that has a loud enough bullhorn to be heard, uh, gets cut down to size sooner or later. On Wednesday, broadcasts of The Situation Room, run by CNN, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said that while many of the provisions in the Inflation Reduction Act don't kick in until next year, the thing that we're doing right now is showing that we're listening to the American people. That's right. It's not going to help you. No, sir. You're probably going to be cold and hungry this winter, but hey, Mr. Robinette Biden, between licks of his ice cream, is listening. And so is Jean-Pierre. Now, what they're doing in response to having listened is the opposite of what should be done in order to help you and your bottom line to help you and and make that, that paycheck stretch to the point that you can actually afford to buy your kids a Pop-Tart. But that would be asking too much. Until next year, just know that they are listening. That should fill your belly. That should warm your heart. Just know that Madame Jean-Pierre, Karine Jean-Pierre, is listening. She doesn't give two burrito farts about what you're saying, but she is listening. So, this is the State of the Union, as seen by yours truly. Uh, And uh, we're going to look back on these times and go, hey, it wasn't that bad back then. Do you remember the time when uh, chicken wings weren't at market price? (laughs) You can't, how can you not laugh? This is, this is insanity. Have, have you seen who they're trying to get elected? It's, it, it's like they're not even trying. They're like, well, you know, the machine's going to do what the machine's going to do. We're going to cheat our way to, to victory anyway. Might as well put up a guy that just suffered through a stroke that doesn't know how to put two words together. I mean, it may be tight, but he's going to win is what they think to themselves. I don't know. You know, I, I'm not a fan of Dr. Oz either. Thankfully, I don't live in that state, and I don't get to vote for either. But the people that are being uh, elevated and seen as the future of the Democrat Party, you have to realize that they're putting a lot of stock They're putting a lot of faith in uh, their cheating apparatus to make up numbers for them. Because these people have no message. They have no charisma. They have no answers to the things that really matter to the average individuals, like how am I going to feed my kids? And somehow uh, they're still, and this time I didn't do the air quotes. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm not going to do them. They're still, quote, unquote, within striking distance. How could they be? If someone ruined your country, gutted your 401k, made your paycheck be worth 30% less than it was, how exactly could those people still be within striking distance? But they are. And guess what? Like, like it's happened here in, in good old Wisconsin. Time and again, come 3 o'clock in the morning, 100,000 magic votes. Look, Scott Walker was a good governor. The guy we have in today, I'm sorry. Other than saying thank you for electing me, 
He's done nothing except, you know, probably have some transgender you know, confab in his office. You look lovely. No, you look lovely. Scott Walker was a good governor. He was on par with DeSantis in Florida. Well on his way to winning again. And then all of a sudden, come 3 a.m., 100,000 votes in Kenosha County put Tony Evers over the top. I know. Not everything is a conspiracy and not everyone is cheating. Their side is. Remember, I thought she was dead. Who is it? What's her face? She, every time there's a close election, uh, she, she, she comes out accusing somebody of something horrendous. Gloria Alhred. I don't know how that woman is still alive. She is, though. She's back. And now, uh, apparently, she's, she's finding victims everywhere again. Whatever happened to all those oh, violated women that uh, during the Supreme Court proceedings. Huh? Peered into the ether. Somebody got a new Mercedes and it wasn't you. And some women are willing to sell their reputations. Some men, too. They're willing to sell their reputations, their dignity. They're willing to lie through their teeth for a little bit of money. And Gloria Alhred is known for finding those people. And it doesn't matter that six months after the election it comes out that the individual being accused was never in the same state as the one accusing them. It's already done. That's the way they work. Anyway, oh my goodness, we're past the 30-minute mark, and Gino, I'm assuming, is chomping at the bit. He's sitting back there chewing on his nails going, when is this man going to hand it over to me? You know what, Gene? Right now. Hit me. All right, Mike, the first question. Uh, People are asking about preparation, and uh, they want to know how to prepare. I guess, number one, Mike, where do you see the whole food shortage thing going, and how quick do you think we'll have food shortages? Well, that's not a loaded question at all. You know, that's that's easy peasy. Uh, No, look, food shortages are inevitable, I I think, especially in the big cities. Uh, And it's I don't know if it's going to be a shortage uh, so much as uh, people are going to be priced out of being able to purchase food. Because this this was the thing uh, back in uh, good old communism. You know, it, it was it was two sides of the same coin back in the day. Uh, when, when communism used to rule in Romania, people had money. Everyone had money in their pockets. You'd go into the store and there was nothing to buy. After the revolution, it switched. You know, the conglomerates started coming in. They started putting in supermarkets. And there was stuff up and down the aisle. The aisles were full, but everything was so overpriced that people couldn't afford to purchase it anymore. So the, the thing that I haven't quite figured out yet is which is it going to be? Either people are going to be priced out of the ability to buy food, and we're seeing that already. People not buying, quote-unquote, and yes, I did the air fingers thing again, uh, quote-unquote healthy food anymore because it's too expensive, so, so, so they had to downgrade. You know, eventually we'll, we'll all be eating locusts minus the honey because, you know, those I guess you can find in trees. I don't know. Haven't had locusts yet, but. Uh, so uh, that's, 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 that's the question that I still have. That's, that's the one that I haven't quite figured yet, whether things are going to get so expensive that people aren't going to be able to afford things anymore. And then you're going to have, you know, it's going to look like a bank, you know, Germany back in the early 90s. Supermarkets are going to look like that bulletproof glass and people with uh, body armor and guns. Uh, you know, letting individuals in one at a time to buy food because there are too many thefts. There was, there, there was too much spam being stolen. Why are you stealing the spam? I know, to make a buck. See, this, and this is why, and again, I'm not mean-spirited. Lord knows, I'm a nice guy. I'm a teddy bear, fluffy teddy bear. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the day where, where, where these just blowhards, these people full of hot air sitting on 
television with coiffed hair going, oh, they're just trying to flip it, you know, flip it. I heard that word somewhere, flip it. They steal the spam and, and sell it for 75 cents. Nobody's stealing spam to flip it, you dunce. If they're spe- stealing spam, it's to eat it, not to flip it. I, really, do, 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 do we need a tutorial on what to steal from the supermarket to make it worth your time? No, we don't. We know what's worth taking, what's not. People aren't stealing spam to flip it for 75 cents. If they were that desperate, they'd be on the corner hustling crack or selling, you know, dime bags of weed, whatever it is. More money in it than flipping spam. But these people won't allow for the reality that some individuals are that desperate already and it's not gotten bad yet. And some of you are sitting there scratching your head. What do you mean it's not gotten bad yet? Trust me, it's not gotten bad yet. Until you have to go to the supermarket in groups of two or three with two people carrying, concealed or otherwise, just to protect your shopping carts, it's not gotten bad yet. And that's going to happen. Perhaps not in suburbia. Perhaps not out in the country where everybody knows each other. Hey, Bob's kid just tried to rob me. But if you're in a big city, like Chicago, like L.A., like New York, like Boston, like Milwaukee even, that's what's going to happen. We're going to go back to the days of of, of fenced-in parking lots and razor wire and all this other good jazz because crimes of necessity are a lot more brutal than crimes of opportunity. Uh, so I hope I've answered that one as far as when I, let's see how this winter goes. I think, look, there's already things that you can't find in the store anymore or that you have a hard time finding. Do we get that? I mean, I, I've been to the store and I've been looking for some specific thing that was always there, not there anymore. Uh, what was it? I, I know this sounds pretentious, but it's not, okay? I'm sorry that, that, that my wife has culinary flair, and sometimes she wants to make something nice. I went to the pick and save, and I was looking for brie cheese. Guess what? No brie cheese inside. I had to go to the Piggly Wiggly and found a, a, a small circle of brie cheese, one left. Now, I know it wasn't National Brie Day or anything. And by the way, my wife does a great job. She takes that brie. Uh, she, she, she wraps it in uh, that, that croissant flaky stuff with some uh, fig preserve. Oh, I know. Look at you. No wonder. Well, indeed. I'm, I'm wise. The Bible says be wise. When the hunger comes, I'll have a good 20, 30 pounds on everyone else. I'll outlive everyone. And once you outlive 80% of the population, you'll be able to eat. There will be plenty of food to go around. I know I say this in jest, but still, I know a couple of people in my circle that have put on a couple of pounds in the last few years, and that's their excuse too. So, ha. Anyway, Gino, next question. Turn and burn, baby. All right, Mike, we know, we believe there's going to be another 911. I mean, open borders, terrorists coming over the border. I mean, do you think there is a chance the next 911 would be so severe that several cities would be affected? And people living in big cities, do you believe God will have some of them leave ahead of time? Look, if if it's something that devastating, whatever it is, it'll it'll be uh, nation-sponsored terrorism. Uh, and by that I mean whoever's behind it is not going to be, you know, Ahmed the sheep herder, uh, because he doesn't have the resources and he doesn't have the wherewithal and he doesn't have the means. He might have the desire to see the great Satan burn, but he doesn't have the means. And so you get a few of those Ahmeds together. And a nation state, whichever state that might be, uh, perhaps, I don't know, using a cutout because they don't want it getting back to them, uh, 
provide Ahmed and his friends with uh, the resources, the material, uh, and the, the, the transportation, if you will, to a few cities. Uh, I, I can see that happening. Uh, and it's never going to get traced back to the originators. It's never going to get back to the people that sponsored it because that's why you have cutouts. That's why you use cutouts. Uh, it, it's not that they're afraid of being found out. It's just that they don't want to be found out yet. Uh, I, I think that the purpose of terrorism, uh, whether on a grand scale or on a small scale, is to inspire fear and terror in people. Look, I, I, I live not far away from where uh, a madman uh, during a Christmas parade last year ran over a bunch of people and killed a few. Uh, I know that that singular event changed how people will spend their Christmas mornings. That singular event will keep some people from going to see the parade. It'll keep some people from <laughs> going uh, and, and being in crowds. And I'm not saying that's wrong. That's probably wise. But the more that these things happen at certain places, uh, the less those events will take place because people just won't show up anymore. And that's what you call a nation living in terror. Uh, I, I don't know how many bodies are going to drop uh, during the next attack, whatever that might be. But as long as it inspires fear, then they have reached their objective. As long as people change the way they live, uh, as long as people change the things they do, because or as a direct result of what happened, then whoever did it succeeded in what they were attempting to do, if that makes sense. Next, yeah, Gina. Good. Yeah, powerful answer. We know the war in Ukraine is getting to a crisis level, unprecedented since World War II. In your estimation, what are the chances America could get involved? How quickly could that escalate into a nuclear conflict? And... I will follow that up with a question after you answer the first part. Well, we're, we're already involved. I, I think the question is, does Europe want to escalate? Uh, because right now, I, I've, I've, ta I've been talking about this uh, since before summer began. Uh, right after the whole thing started in Ukraine, I started pointing this out. Look, every, everybody's, you know, all, all hot and bothered now that it's warm. But winter is coming. And I kept saying, winter is coming even before summer started. Well, winter is closer now than it was in May. And uh, I've said it before. I will continue to say the same thing. The only thing Vladimir Putin needs to do in order to have the upper hand is nothing. He doesn't need to escalate. He doesn't need to threaten nukes. All he has to do is keep the gas off. That's it. Uh, and, and you're already hearing... Uh, you know, warnings from uh, certain states like England, like Germany, because they know what's coming. They can't tell their people the truth. They can't tell, tell their people the, the full breadth of what is about to crash upon their heads. But they're starting to prepare them ever so slowly. Oh, oh my brother sent me a meme this morning. Uh, it was in Romanian, but it's still, it, it's hilarious. Uh, do any of you remember the movie The Notebook? where I've never seen it. I can't, I can't bring myself to see it. Uh, I, I'm not that sensitive a boy. I'm, I'm married with children. I don't need to hold my girlfriend's hand and pretend I'm crying, okay? So let me just get that out there. But I, I remember the scene because it's been made a meme over and over. He's, he's, he's embracing her in the rain. And in Romanian, she says, uh, say it again, please say it again. And he says, yes, I have a wood-burning stove in my home and plenty of wood in reserve. You know, and, and this is, if this already started in Romania, if people are already mentally accepting the idea of shortages, uh, folks, folks like Romanians, people where, where I come from, look, perhaps not this generation, but their parents and their grandparents lived some hard times, man. I mean, my... my Wife's grandmother was talking about eating tree bark off a tree because her stomach hurt so much and there was nothing to eat. So they've lived hard times. They know how to cope. They know how to deal. They know how to prepare to a certain extent. 
The problem is that those of, of England or Germany or France or Italy, they haven't lived those hard times. All the people in the 40s that got bombarded, they're all dead now. Or, or they're 103 and their cognitive abilities are akin to Mr. Robinette Biden or uh, John Fetterman. So it, it, it wouldn't matter if they were alive. They would have no wisdom to partake anyway. But Romanians uh, lived through communism after the war. They lived through having to depend on their neighbor while their neighbor also depended on them. They knew how to network. They knew how to form communities and within those communities survive because that was the only way that survival was possible was having a community that was dependent upon itself to do what needed to be done in order to ensure their survival. You don't have that in England or Italy or France or Germany or in America for that matter unless, again, you're Amish. And if you're Amish, you're going to be A-OK. But if you're living in you know, a mid-rise apartment in Manhattan on the 23rd floor and the only person you know uh, by name is Enrique, uh, the guy who comes and tends... Uh, the, the bushes and the flowers in front of the apartment building because he held the door for you once, you're in trouble. Because when the lights go out and there's nothing to eat, you can't knock on your neighbor's door, hey, can you spare an egg? They'll shoot you in the face and go, I don't know who you are. I, I'm sorry, I, he's knocked on my door and I boom, you know? So that's, that's the problem. I've said this and I continue to preach it because it's important. If you happen to live in a community, know the people in your community, know what what each one is skilled at, and and form enough of a bond and a relationship where you can barter, you can trade, you can exchange. Look, we've we've lost the ability for self-sustainability in this country. We're counting on Ukrainian grain and Chinese rice there's, 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 there's nothing that we know how to grow anymore, again, except the Amish. And the Amish, aren't, they're, they're not going to notice. Unless they see mushroom clouds off in the horizon and go, oh, uh, that is pretty. Uh, they're not, they're not going to notice famine because there's no food at Whole Foods. Because they grow their own stuff. They can. They jar. They know how to put things aside. You know, if they didn't grow potatoes, Eli next door with his 120 acres sure did. So, Eli, would you like some corn and I will give you the corn and you give me the potatoes? Yes, yes, Jamas. And that's the way it works. But we, look, stand that the last two, three years are the worst possible thing that could have happened to a nation as far as it needing to have social coherence. Look, they, they, they pushed this nonsense about social distancing, and it wasn't social, it, it was about every man's an island. And the further they can separate people from their friends, their neighbors, their acquaintances, the, the, the easier it is to control those people because they have no safety net. They have nothing to fall back on. So, yeah. Anyway, next question, Gino. Hope I've answered that one. That's, that's a good answer, Mike. really is good. I think it encompasses the fact that people better get back to knowing how to do those things. You know, grow gardens, can uh, save food, learn how to be self-sufficient with their energy and things like that. The next question is, we know what your grandfather predicted prophetically about a nuclear holocaust in America, four areas of the country severely being judged, New York, Florida, Las Vegas, California. People have written and called our ministry, what about staying in these places? Should I move? Should I stay? That's been quite a a few people asking that question. And I wish I had an easy answer, the, the only answer that I have. Because, I look, I, I live in Wisconsin, and I have people writing me 
regularly. Why are you still in America? Get out. Get out now. If you need a place, I've got a place. Uh, somebody living in Costa Rica, somebody in Argentina, somebody. And, and, and the only answer I have is the answer that I will give you. Until God says go. Go when God says go. Do nothing until he gives you instruction. Because it's not, it's not about where you are geographically that will sustain you during these days. There's no place on earth that's going to be a honky-dory, except perhaps an Amish farm. Uh, I know, see, it's with the Amish today. Uh, but there, there, there's no place that's going to be unscathed. There's no place that's not, that's, that's not going to be affected. So the only true place of safety is in obedience. And if God has you in a place, until he tells you otherwise, that's where you're supposed to be. When God says go, then don't go, well, Lord, uh, can I finish out? Can I give my six weeks notice and then finish out my tenure? And, and then, uh, you know, we'll go from there. No, when he says go, you go. You, you, you pack any, everything in a U-Haul. If it, whatever doesn't fit or you don't need, you leave and you go. Because God told you to. That, that's the whole point of obedience. You, you, you can't delay obedience, nor can you pretend or presuppose what you think the mind of God will be in any given situation. So if he has you somewhere, stay where you are. When he says go, you go. If he doesn't say go, don't try to second guess him. He can protect you. It doesn't, again, geography doesn't matter. Look, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego weren't on top of the oven. They weren't on the side of it. They were inside. Unscathed. Clothing didn't even smell like smoke. God is able. Obedience that you will have protection. It's in obedience that you will have provision. So I, I wish there was an easy answer. I Look, there, there were some unscrupulous people at some conference I was at a few years ago that said they bought a bunch of land somewhere deep in the Idaho foothills, and if you paid up, a, what was it, 25 grand, I think it was, you'd get a little pod, and you can live, and, and, you know, have you ever heard that song, take the money and run? Well, that's what they did. So don't, don't fall for these things. Look, issues of such import cannot be decided on second-hand instruction. I know that that is... If, if you get anything from today's program, write that down, because that was deep. That was profound. I know you don't see it yet, but you will. Issues of such import cannot be decided by secondhand instruction. When it comes to, to leaving your life behind and moving across the country or halfway, whatever, another state, maybe another continent, you cannot trust that to, brother, the Lord told me to tell you, because your relationship with God needs to be strong enough wherein God will speak to you regarding what you need to do. Because there's been a lot of people that made big mistakes with life itself, because they believed that when somebody said, brother, the Lord told me to tell you that this is what you need to do. No. Get on your knees and pray. Get on your knees and pray. And pray again and pray again. Learn to hear the voice of God because he will speak to you if and when you need to make a change. And do nothing until the moment that he does. Because uh, I'm going to say something else. That's kind of, I, look, I'm so, what do you want me to do? I have to be honest with you. All these people selling you buckets of gruel. All these people selling you potatoes au gratin in, in, in watery cheese sauce or whatever it is. They've happened upon the reality that fear motivates people to part with their money. Okay? All right? You happy now? So anybody trying to sell you some sort of safety blanket isn't doing it for your own good. They're doing it because they happened upon the truism that is. Fear makes people part with their money and if the fear is 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 tweaked up enough nobody will take the time to rationally consider plastic bucket 65 cents bunch of gruel a dollar 80 cheese scent another dollar 80 all in less than 10 bucks 
Why am I paying you 195 bucks for a bucket of crap that I'm not even going to eat? Fear. Same goes for, I, I don't know, what was it, radiation stopping long johns or whatever other idiocy they come out with. Radiation shield long johns, only $382. And if you really need to, you can, you know, switch them inside out and wear them for a month and a half. Stop. You, you don't want me to go off. Because I honestly, I'm, I'm at that point where I, there's no bridges left to burn. But I have to be honest and I have to be true to what I know and to the word of God. It's like I, I ran into a homeless guy. We were in, uh, I think it was in Dallas. And I, I, I was putting in gas because I, I was supposed to return the car to, to the airport full of gas. And this guy comes up to me, and, and it was the best line. I still remember this line. Come on, brother. Can you spare a dollar? I ain't got nothing left to lose but the shakes from lack of booze. That's, that's what, what am I going to – I can't lie to you. I can't tell you if you buy you know, radiation-stopping long johns and buckets of potatoes or gratin that look like they've gone through the intestine of a pig, you're going to survive. The only thing that I know that will keep you in the days to come is obedience. The only thing that I know that will keep you through the days to come is holiness. The book says... The just will live by faith, period. Anything beyond that, I'm just speculating. Now, some people speculate with the desire of having profit, making a buck. Don't believe everything you see or hear. Be wise. And I know this, I, we're, we're supposed to be brotherly and loving and all that jazz, but Anytime someone comes up to you offering you something that sounds too good to be true, the first question you should ask is, who profits? And if it's their pocketbook, I don't know, maybe take a second look. Anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Gino, no more questions for today because time's up. And I know you've got so much to say. It's burning inside you. It's about to come out. <laughs> so if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. God bless you guys. We'll talk later. Well, Mike, you tell you what, you answered a lot of the questions in three or four really good answers. Um, people have been you know, emailing or going on Rumble, how do I prepare? I think you hit it all accurately. There's ways to prepare physically, spiritually. There's an urgency in the land. And we've got to be mindful that God and his grace and mercy will help us do the right things, prepare properly, storing food, learning how to garden, preparing our hearts, having a solid, strong, Holy Ghost on fire walk with God. How do you like that? That's a great way to prepare to hear the voice of the Lord, be close to God, God who what? Speaks through prophets, true prophets. You know, Amos, the book of Amos says that. And God who speaks through watchmen. And God who speaks through our ministry of hand of help. Thankfully, we've been a ministry that fears God and only wants to speak 100% when it comes to a word from God, 100% accurate word from God. Demetri Dudeman gave 100% accurate prophecy. So has Mike when God gave him a dream or a word. And that's, there's not 99% accuracy. Uh, there's 100% when you give a prophetic word. And it's just what Mike said as well. People that take advantage of people for financial gain, be wary of that. Every day, have a walk with God worthy of the calling that God's given in your life. Prepare your heart Spiritually, does not hurt to prepare physically. And for sure, it's important to be close enough to the Lord to hear his voice. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. 
Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Baldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website at handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you. They are all